Some problems in this life persist because we are yet to identify them, give them a name or know how to address them. And this is the kind of things a lot of people go through in the world where they are suffering from something and they don't know what they're suffering from exactly. And in a way of where you don't know your problems, it will be very difficult for you to be able to solve those problems. Because it is the moment we start naming our problems, the moment we start having the right knowledge of our problems, that is the moment we can start making a difference or finding a solution towards it. You know, when it comes to the problems of imposter syndrome, there are so many ways people tend to suffer from it. And this is what I will be addressing in this episode of this podcast of how people go through imposter syndrome differently. And since they are not aware of the types of imposter syndrome they are dealing with, they get stuck finding a way out of it. Because I always tell people like, in as much as imposter syndrome is this kind of stuff that is like generalized, like people think, okay, it's just a one problem and it is generalized and it doesn't have a type, doesn't have a different, you know, it doesn't have a type or different stuff. They tend to like look at it from the same perspective and from the same angles or from the same view of like, okay, everybody suffers it this way and everybody handles it this way and everybody go through it this way and, you know, all those kind of stuff, all those kind of stuff explain. So people think like they go through it the same way. But no, imposter syndrome has different type or have different type. And not all imposter syndrome is the same. Sometimes you go through a certain type of imposter syndrome and you don't even realize that you are big time, you are being a victim of that particular type of imposter syndrome. To break out of imposter syndrome and regain your confidence and decisiveness, you must learn to recognize the type of imposter syndrome you are suffering from. Because when you can like because when you have the knowledge or the type of imposter syndrome you're suffering from in the workplace or in your career, you can tend to know how to navigate to the solution. You can tend to know how to like find solution or who to talk to and how to approach people to talk to. So there are different types of imposter syndrome and people tend to suffer from it differently. So I will give you this different type of imposter syndrome so you know how you can approach the topic or how you can approach your imposter syndrome and how you can like look at all these types and like see where you're suffering from and why you're suffering from this you know and the first type of imposter syndrome i will be discussing today is the perfectionist this type of imposter syndrome is characterized by an excessive need to excel in all areas of life and often setting unrealistic standards for themselves they tend to fear failure making mistakes and being judged harshly by others so they like the, the the perfectionist type of imposter syndrome always wants to excel. They always want things to be perfect. They always want things to like hit the mark. And in wanting all this, they tend to set unrealistic standards for themselves. Because number one is they are blinded to their they are blinded to their abilities and they are blinded to the tools they have around them. You know, in as much as you want something to be perfect, you also need to look at how much you have built yourself and how much you have grown and the tools you're using to reach that perfection state. But the perfectionists tend to be blind to all this and therefore when they don't hit the mark of when like when they don't hit the mark they have set for themselves, they tend to fall back into the imposter syndrome. So the second type of imposter syndrome is the expert. This type of imposter syndrome is characterized by a belief that they must know everything about their field or profession. They may feel like they are not good enough if they don't have all the answers or need help. 
this kind of people the experts are known as as are known as the workaholic type of people and the workaholic type of in the way of having knowledge you know it's not like they work a little but they believe that they have to be they like they have to know everything about everything in their industry and they thinking like they have to know everything about everything about everything about everything in their industry they tend to not be like they, like they tend to shy away in group meetings and group discussions because they don't have the right knowledge or they feel like they don't have the right knowledge because there's nothing like enough in their dictionary. They want to be at the forefront of everything. They want to know everything. And in the place of where they are not knowing or they don't have these answers, they tend to fall back and feel like they are incompetent. They, they are incompetent or they don't deserve being in this kind of position in the workplace or they don't deserve knowing this kind of knowing this kind of people or being looked upon, you know, they look like a fraud. And in this kind of feelings, it's like they end up shying away. They end up hiding in group meetings because they feel insufficient. So the third type of imposter syndrome I'm discussing today is a natural genius. This type of imposter syndrome is characterized by belief that they must excel effortlessly without having to work hard or make mistakes. They may feel ashamed or embarrassed if they need to ask for help or if they struggle with the tax. So the natural genius, we all know them, they are all around us. These people always feel like because they are talented and because they are a genius in a sort of way, they have to have everything easy. Everything easy has to come to them. Like everything they put their hands on have to be easy and the result has to come to them very effortlessly. But in the case where they are not having those results effortlessly, in the case where they are trying to make something and they hit it and and they hit an obstacle or they hit a barrier or some hindrances, they tend to feel like they are not supposed to be doing this. They tend to feel like at the end of the day that they are like at the end of the day that they are not strong enough to do this or they don't belong here or they don't like they start feeling like a fraud in anything they do and this is why how they suffer from the natural genius this is how you see he or she suffers from imposter syndrome so the fourth type of imposter syndrome i'm discussing today is the soloist the soloist this type of imposter syndrome is characterized by belief that they must accomplish everything on their own without help or support from others they may feel like they are burdening others if they ask for help or support we know this kind of people that, like, it's, you know, it's like running a huge milestone or it's, a, it's like running a long marathon to be able to, like, seek for the easiest help out there. And they kind of people, like, they believe they have to get everything on their own. Out of, you know, this mindset actually stems from insecurity of, like, feeling like, oh, I'm incompetent in this place. Oh, I'm, I'm not enough. I'm not, like, I'm not supposed to be here. And in the case of them having this kind of feeling, they tend to believe like they have to overcompensate for it. They have to overwork themselves. They have to do everything alone. So other people don't get to see them as a fraud in the workplace. Other people don't get to see them as they don't belong here. All their trials, like all this belief of them accomplishing everything on their own without help or support stems from insecurity. And this is what drives them at the end of the day, which moves them into a place of imposter syndrome and all that. So the last part, so the last type of imposter syndrome we're discussing here is the superhuman. This type of imposter syndrome is characterized by an excessive need to work hard, achieve, and prove oneself. They may feel guilty for taking breaks or prioritizing self-care, as they believe they should always be working towards their goals. When you look at the superhuman, you see a typical workaholic, a person that works hard unnecessarily. It's not because they are working hard for a higher pay. They don't work hard for a higher pay. 
they don't work hard for maybe some promotions or all that they are just working hard because they feel like they are a fraud they are just working hard because they feel like they are incompetent in what they do they are just working hard just to like have other people look at them and know that they are belonging in this department or in this office or in this kind of organization and this kind of people tend to suffer from prioritizing self-care as they believe that they should always work towards their goal. Whenever you see them resting, they are always feeling like a fraud. Whenever you force them to rest, they are always feeling like a fraud. Whenever they are not in the office, whenever they are not doing something in the office, they are always feeling like a fraud. So this is the fifth type of imposter syndrome called superhuman. And this is where I end today's episode of this podcast. I just want to pass that information of the type of imposter syndrome people go through and with the knowledge of these different types of imposter syndrome you can know which one you are dealing with and how to approach or work on them so once again this we are into this episode i hope to catch you tomorrow on another topic of imposter syndrome in the workplace in young working adults so wherever you're listening from you can subscribe just to keep up with me and stay safe thank you